Okay, tell me this. What's the connection between the Beach Boys and mass murderer Charles Manson? I'm Patty Steele. Not so good vibrations. Next on The Backstory. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Well, if we're being honest, we all have stuff in our lives that drive us crazy. Maybe it's a job, a difficult relationship, or love interest. Or honestly, it can just be the state of this crazy world we live in. For me, it's all three of those things at times. A lot of times it's not a big deal, but in the moment, it sure feels like it is, right? So how do you come to terms with those stressors and not let the negativity weigh you down? For me, therapy has always been a haven where I can open up, talk about what's eating at me, and trust that this person will be honest, understanding, and discreet. Therapy isn't just for folks who've had major trauma. It's for you and me, so we can be at peace and become the best version of ourselves. When I connected with a terrific therapist at BetterHelp, she asked some on-point questions, and I actually heard myself working through some of the issues I'd kept bottled up. What a relief. If you've considered therapy, I can't recommend BetterHelp enough. It's completely online, so it's convenient, flexible, fits your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a short questionnaire. You'll be matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no extra charge. Take it from me. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com backstory today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot backstory. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. So most of us who've paid any attention to the Manson murders in the summer of 69 know that Charles Manson himself claimed it was the Beatles music that inspired him to order his followers to commit the murders. In fact, the definitive book about the killings was called Helter Skelter after a song on the Beatles' White Album. I read that book really chilling. So it was the summer of 1968 Manson was desperately trying to have a music career. He briefly met record producer Terry Melcher and decided he'd stop by the house where he thought he lived. Only it was by this time being rented by red-hot 26-year-old actress Sharon Tate and her movie director husband, Roman Polanski. This was about five months before the murders. Sharon and a guy who worked at the house told Manson Melcher had moved away. Ironically, the house had also been rented before that to another music guy, Mark Lindsay, lead singer of the 60s pop band, Paul Revere and the Raiders. But back to this, how were the Beach Boys connected to Charlie? Well, mostly through Beach Boys drummer Dennis Wilson. Dennis was living a California fantasy. Surf, sun, women, success, music. I mean, Dennis wrote Good Vibrations. The problem is, he also loved drugs, and he was really into that 60s counterculture thing. He was a true eccentric. He actually torched his wife's car because he was just impossibly jealous. On the notes for the Beach Boys' All Summer Long album in 1964, Dennis wrote, They say I live a fast life. Maybe I just like a fast life. 
I wouldn't give it up for anything in the world. It won't last forever, but the memories will. Dennis loved living on the edge, and that's what drew him to Charlie Manson. The two became pals after Dennis picked up a couple of Manson family followers. They were very young women, and he was fascinated by them. So much so that he invited Manson and 17 of his female family members to live in his house after they showed up unannounced. They wound up staying for at least six months. Ironically, most of the family members had the same issues as Dennis, who had been physically abused by his dad, which left him scarred for life. Charlie Manson took advantage of broken people. Dennis actually worked with Manson on his music. He said he saw some potential in him. But eventually, Manson's really abusive and hypnotic hold over his followers started to freak Dennis out. He began to see the darkness, but he didn't really know how to escape. He told friends he'd seen Manson murder somebody. The Manson family used his credit cards. They totaled his Mercedes as well as his Ferrari. And get this, there were by this time about 20 Manson followers living in Dennis's house, and there was a lot of group sex. They literally all wound up with gonorrhea, including Dennis himself. Now he foot the bill for repeated penicillin shots for everybody in the house. It's all on the house, which got wildly expensive. In fact, those crazy six months wound up costing Dennis, who was just 25 years old, way over $100,000. So it was time to go, right? Except instead of them going, Dennis took off without telling him. He just moved to another house, simply left them behind. The house he'd left them in was a rental, and the lease was finally up months later. By the time the family left, they had stolen almost everything Dennis had in the house. But then Charlie found out where he lived, and he left a note for Dennis saying, You can't get away from me. Get some chills down your spine on that, right? Well, it got worse. When the Beach Boys adapted one of Charlie's songs, changed it up, recorded it, and gave him no credit, Charlie was furious. He found Dennis and pulled a single bullet out of his pocket. Dennis said, what's that? Charlie answered, you see this? This is a bullet. Every time you look at it, I want you to think how nice it is that your kids are still safe. Dennis, a hothead himself, immediately beat the heck out of Manson. Not long after, Charlie and the family began to plan the Tate-LaBianca murders. It was the following summer, August 8, 1969. Manson family members, under orders from Charlie, went back to the house Charlie had visited the past March. They broke in and tortured and murdered Sharon Tate, who was pregnant at the time, and her four friends. And the next night, the LaBiancas, a husband and wife who lived nearby. It changed Dennis's life. He said he was so frightened, he couldn't even think about testifying against the family in court. Dennis Wilson never got over his connection to the murders. For over a decade after the summer of 1969, he continued to get death threats from Manson family members who weren't in prison, telling him, you're next. He handled it the way he handled all his problems, alcohol and drugs. His bandmate, Mike Love, called him a drugged-out, no-talent parasite. Dennis just couldn't recover. 
His mental illness, addictions, and inner pain took a horrific toll. By 1980, just 36 years old, he was in the middle of a nasty divorce from the third of his four wives. They were on his yacht, and he absolutely exploded, throwing her jewelry and other stuff into the water at Marina del Rey. By the last year of his life, he was even worse. He'd lost his voice, he couldn't remember how to play the drums, and he was now homeless. Finally, December 28, 1983, Dennis drowned at Marina del Rey while diving in the water to try and find the stuff he'd thrown overboard three years earlier. Doctors say he suffered a blackout in the water. It was an ironically sad life for Dennis Wilson, a guy who made such beautiful, feel-good music. I'm Patty Steele. The Backstory is a production of iHeartMedia and Steel Trap Productions. Our producer is Doug Fraser. Our executive producer is Steve Goldstein of Amplify Media. We're out with new episodes twice a week. Thanks for listening to The Backstory, the pieces of history you didn't know you needed to know. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's better, H-E-L-P. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. That's right.